0: Intrigued by your mind. I'm intrigued by your looks. I'm intrigued and I read all your books. Welcome to a new episode of Mind the Future. On this show, I talk to fascinating guests from the worlds of art, science, and technology about the future of what they love and do. If you haven't subscribed yet, Consider this your official invitation. Do you hear that? Hmm. Interesting. Today, I'm chatting with Dutch conductor Otto Tusk, who also happens to be on his second season as the music director of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. Tusk was formerly music director of the Opera Theatre Anton Halle St. Orchestra in Switzerland. He has appeared as a guest with such orchestras as Rotten Dam Philharmonic, Danish National Symphony Orchestra, Los Angeles Philharmonic, Malbourne Symphony, as well as BBC Scottish Symphony and BBC National Orchestra of Wales. To learn more about Otto, visit his website, autotusk.com. And now, for a feature presentation. Hi welcome to Mind the Future and today together we're going to be reimagining the future of music and classical or orchestral music in particular so are you ready to do this? We're ready. Okay, great. So classical music, it's unique in that we do live performances of compositions from hundreds of years ago. And by the way, when I say we, I don't do it, you do it. But how is classical music and how it's performed evolved over time?
1: So classical music, um, I I think it started off um, just being music. I I think the, the idea of classical music uh, is something we've invented uh, along the way. I think music just came from people singing the, the like the tradition of telling stories, but if you want to remember a story, it's better if you sing it because then you don't forget it. So if, if 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 music was a um was a way of communication, I think that has always been the case and still is. So um and 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 music then somehow evolved to something that was um, brought to people in a concert hall, and um, the the element of of telling a story maybe uh, lost its meaning because um, the story uh, isn't isn't let's say isn't the the, the thing that's, that 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 is really communicated. It 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 became more about music, um, although music of course still tells a story. But it's not it's not not the not the idea of bringing the news across the world or uh, uh repeating your history uh, uh of of a family or a village or something so 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 music became something as an as an art form and and music i think we should look at music as um not just classical or 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 pop music or or whatever kind i think i think the, the, the. i think all music is 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 the same I, there there's a difference of course between good and bad music um but the 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 idea that classical music should be apart from the rest of the other kind of music uh, that, that's it that's a strange concept somehow um and i don't i don't really believe in that so um how how did it become um the way we we, we listen nowadays that 's actually not an easy question um, uh, because somehow music became an elite art, art form I think, um, which is a pity because I always feel that that music um, i think we all love music and and only a few people have access to it or or are um, um, or, or or have Experienced music um, in in a in a way that it stays with you somehow, and um, especially the, the, the music we make with a symphony orchestra um, is is something that not everyone actually knows and has experienced. But I think as soon as someone um, listens to music, especially when you're young and you hear you hear music for the first time, it can really um, touch you in a way. That you want to hear more, and you want you want music to be part of your life. So I, I always feel that it's it's extremely important to reach out to people um, that have no idea what we're actually doing. And I'm always convinced that um, if the musicians on stage make great music and um, believe in what they're doing, um, you will win the heart and. Uh, the minds of the people listening
0: it 's interesting because you are taking compositions that were written possibly hundreds of years ago, and you know are you you know you're probably not performing them in the exact same way as when they initially were performed
1: well that's a that's a very interesting question i um, I, I think there, there there are two really interesting elements um, uh, you are talking about one of them is that we're performing a lot of music that has been written hundreds of years ago. That's true, but um, uh, I always try to program uh, music that is also written now, because I think music that is written now has a very, um, uh, can be a very powerful way of um, speaking about the world we live in. I always feel that music um, reflects our world, but also influences our world. And it goes both ways. I think the our society um influences the art we make, but also art influences the world we live in and I think music um is actually a big part of that um, now that means we have to play music written by composers that are living composers, and of course, we don't know if that music will stay for another. 100, 200, 500 years, like the music of Beethoven or Mozart. Um, but the, um, uh, I, I think to decide that um, before you've actually tried it is, is not a great idea. I think we should give it a try and see how it works out. I think it's also up to the audience to decide whether they like the music or not. It's my job as a musician, um, as a conductor with the orchestra, but also as a programmer, uh, it's my job to be the um, to be the advocate for for new music. Now, when you're talking about um, performance practice of the music written a couple of hundred years ago, um, I think in the past fifty, sixty years, um, a lot of uh, research has been done, and um, for instance, we we managed to to kind of reconstruct. The instruments of the orc of the orchestra of 100, 200, 300 years ago. So you, if you, if you hear those instruments that were used at the time, you get a very clear sense of how the music must have sounded and what the orchestra sounded like um, in the mind of the composer. So Beethoven wrote for a certain. Um, size of orchestra, which was um, usually much smaller than we are used to today. Although in the COVID time we're living in now, orchestras are very small. So we're actually going a little bit back again in time. Um, but of course the, um, the concert halls at the time were much smaller than the concert halls we know now. So for instance, in Vancouver, we have this huge orpheum where uh, 2,700 people can, can, can sit in the audience um, now this this is this is so much bigger um, than um, a lot of the halls were at the time. Many of the pieces were written that we actually play. So you can then decide to use the same size of orchestra as Mozart or Haydn or Beethoven did, um, and play with that smaller size in that huge hall. But it will never have the same impact as 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 if you would actually have that size of an ensemble in a, in a smaller hall. So, so there's, there's, we have all these choices to make all the time. Now, I, I think it's really important to, to go back to the intention of the composer. One of the great advantages of, of doing contemporary music is that you can actually ask the composer, was this what you had in mind when you wrote the music? Is this what you wanted to hear? Um, or or Or, should we perform it in a very in a totally different way? What is the meaning behind the notes? Uh, are we expressing what you are trying to say? Um, now that 's a great advantage of working with composers. You can just ask them, although very often you get an answer that 's um, also confusing because composers very often write music um Maybe not always in a very deliberate or conscious way it, it, it's it's also a process that happens in a kind of a well i I, I don't want to call it mysterious way but it, it's 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 some very often really good pieces are written in a um, in a way that the composer is is of course writing the notes but n- the composer very often is not aware of where the notes are coming from. Um, so there is a if if you ask composers for some kind of explanation behind a reason or purpose or or a goal behind the notes, you you don't always get a a very clear and and helpful answer. So it, it's also a relative um, uh, how much help it it, it actually is to ask a composer about the, 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 the idea behind the notes. Um, but um, I, I do believe we have to try and figure out why pieces were written and who they were written for and what the sound world, the ideal sound world of a composer was. Now, if we then actually try to copy that in the end or not, that's, that's another question. Um but knowing where it comes from um, always helps me a great deal of um gives me a great deal of information. And um even even knowing that information um makes a performance different. And um that's something I, I actually experience quite a lot. Is if you come back to works you've done before, let's say a symphony that I really love, and I do it maybe every year once um, with an orchestra somewhere in the world, um, I find that every next time I do that, the the um, the result is very different. Um, and it, it has to do with me knowing the piece maybe in a different way, but also... Um, all the other concerts I've been doing in between, um, which then actually changes the the way I think about a piece, and it and it changes the way um, I I look at the score. Um, I, I, I I always try to 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 start off with a new, fresh score. So just. I, I always write in a lot. My scores are are filled with coloured and pencilled markings, um, uh, to the big frustration of the librarians because they have the material and I ruin the material completely. And, and then
0: stickman, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then when we when we revisit that music, um, I want a new, fresh score so I can. Start all over again with looking at the notes and 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 coming up with new ideas, um, and that's a way for me that it, that it stays alive.
0: Right. Well, what do you see as the future of music? Do you think it's something that's going to stay as being something that's performed in musical halls with limited seats and great acoustics, or you know, do you see it kind of evolving into something else? Of course, uh, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra recently launched the concert hall. So, you know that that is a kind of an evolution of.
1: Absolutely, it's it's a big change. It's a, it's a huge change. Um, uh, I, I I I really believe in live music. I believe in in let's say vibrations through the air that go from one person to another person. Um, experiencing live music in a concert hall where you where you feel the musicians are are making sounds with their instruments um and 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 hearing that live and feeling that live i don't think there's anything that can replace that sensation um on the other hand um there are a lot of benefits um with all technical solutions we have nowadays we can record music and we can have it um sent out across the world um one of the big advantages i find that um for instance my kids who live in the netherlands can now actually experience the concert sorry that's the phone going was... they can actually um my kids can actually listen to concerts i give in vancouver from the netherlands so so that's a that's a huge advantage for me, personally. Um, they can see what I'm actually doing. Um, and I think the world we are now living in um, just makes it impossible to have full audiences attend live concerts. That's, it. just, we're facing that reality right now. And um, I'm very proud of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, um, to um take the big step of going digital um because it's something um that we we have to learn to do it's it, it it's um it's a big uh change for us but it offers a lot of new um ways of um talking about the music for instance if 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 you see an orchestra play on your computer screen, you can come really close to the musicians. You can see the hands. You can kind of, you you can almost feel more personally connected to the musicians um, because you can get so close. You can also uh, talk about the music you're playing, you can um, uh, give background information. You could even have um uh, a live uh, chat during during the concert where where someone can talk about so and this is happening now in the music and listen to that piccolo uh, solo it's coming up right now so there there there, there, are, there are many possibilities that we didn't have um just playing uh, live in a concert hall so so i i think um when we go back to the to the stage when we go back to, let's say, the, the normal concert situation, I don't think um, what we're learning now um, uh, will will be will be lost. It's, it's it's I think we're we're learning something new that we will also keep doing, right.
0: um,
1: and it, I think in the end it's 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 a kind of a bonus thing we will then have. I, I do believe going back to live concerts is, um, is, is definitely uh, going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, th- it's interesting. I was thinking about, um, I went to an Elton John concert and I was given this device um, that allows me to sort of make my own mix live as I'm, I'm listening to the concert. And so I can bring up certain instruments or bring up the vocals or whatever. Um, so I was thinking about you know, applying that uh, where you have the, you know, the concert hall and maybe uh, the audience at, when they're at home, they can mix their own recordings and bring up a violin or bring up the flute or the clarinet section. So I'm wondering, what, how do you feel about these choices becoming sort of dynamic in the hands of the audience and the listener as opposed to the conductor?
1: That's actually a really interesting idea. I haven't thought about that before yet, um, but I think it's really interesting because um, uh, I, I can well imagine that for um, for getting to know a piece really well, um, and if you can read a score and you want to highlight certain, certain instruments, for instance, um, this is a really fantastic uh, possibility. I haven't thought about that yet. It's a great idea, actually. Um, um, I, I wouldn't want um, performances to be um, um, let's say um, taken apart and being put together again in, in a different way, um, uh, because I think it, it, it might be you will then actually start changing the composition. Which, which, which I I really believe that the the way a piece is is written, we should do our very best to make it sound that way. I don't I don't think we should change the the work um but um I, that's actually a fascinating idea
0: actually um, we can talk about
1: I, I, it. <laughs> yeah but the but the thing is I, I i had an idea yesterday that came up because because of um uh, the fact that we need to be uh socially distanced distanced on stage um we cannot fit as much as musicians as we would like on stage which 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 has a couple of um um um, benefits as well. One of the benefits is that the, uh, the repertoire uh, that we usually play uh, changes. Um, and we, we start looking for new repertoire written for smaller ensembles, which is, which is very exciting because you, you end up with, with works that you otherwise would have never programmed, which is great. So to give you an example, there's, there's the, um, uh, the incredible um, Rite of Spring by Stravinsky, which is written for a huge orchestra, um, and it's a very powerful and strong piece. I think it's one of the best pieces of the last century, um, and we were planning on on playing that. Um, now, because of the social distancing, we can't put all those musicians on stage, so what do we do? Um, we we look for other works by Stravinsky um, that we might not have uh, thought of before, and, and, and you come up with... He, he has written... A, a, a huge amount of works for smaller ensemble that are equally strong and um uh, and powerful but in in a very different way so so that's a huge benefit now we were also thinking but we are a symphony orchestra we we we're, we're not just um, a small chamber orchestra so we we, we want to we want, we don't want to lose that we we don't want to lose being a symphony orchestra so one of the ideas that came up was why don 't we play one of those really big pieces, but we record it in segments, in, 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 so, so let's do the woodwinds first, and then we record the strings, and then we do the brass, and then the percussion, and then we put that together, um, because this, I mean, this is all possible in our in our digital world, um, and that way, of course, it's very different from playing the piece in, in its original form from the beginning to the end, but... It also gives you a chance as a listener, if you're kind of part of that process, to get to know the piece in, a, in, in an extremely detailed and um, uh, a beautiful way. So so if you think about the, I was thinking about the Concerto for Orchestra by Bartók, for instance, or let's take the Rite of Spring by Stravinsky, um, and if you isolate the percussion part of the Rite of Spring, and you and you play that with with the percussion section, um, and you have that as an element, I, I don't. I, I think it, it it could be really fascinating for the audience to just hear the percussion part of the Rite of Spring, and then you hear the percussion part together with the brass, and then together with the strings, and then with the entire orchestra. Just. As an example, and I think building a piece like that um, is is something musicians are are used to because that's very often the way you rehearse uh, with an orchestra. Um, you take it apart, and you 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 build from small to the big piece, um, but the audience in a concert only hears the final product, which is the entire piece. Um, so I think being part of that process um, of of putting a piece like that together, that that's I, actually could be a really fascinating thing to do.
0: Yeah. I was I was trying to envision like um, really futuristic ways of 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 you know performances and I was thinking, well, could we have 3D performances at home or how about augmented reality performances where you go to the park and you see, and you wear these glasses or contact lenses and you see an overlay of the symphony and yes. you're able to enjoy performance and you have your headphones on so you don't bother anyone but you can still experience it. Do
1: you exactly. think we're going to
0: have these kinds of experiences? What do you think of I, it?
1: I don't know. It could be really interesting. I, I was also thinking it, it might be nice to have a camera on my head, and then the audience can experience what it is to be a conductor, to to have all those musicians in front of you. Um, uh, And you can come up with all of these um, digital um, uh, fun things to do. I mean, you can also imagine you have an orchestra, um, and as an audience member, you actually are the conductor. So you can actually influence the speed of the of of, of of the music, or the or the balance, or the sound, or the timing, or um, so. There, I think there 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 are many many fun things to do, um, but uh, we'll probably always go back to yes, hearing a concert live. Um, nothing beats hearing a concert live.
0: Right. Well, you know. Um there's been some attempts at non-traditional ways of creating music. So like um, artificial intelligence. Um, do you think humans can never be replaced or can virtual reality performance where, you know, they're, cause in, in Japan, they already have these like characters and, and they've been getting these agents and big deals and they, they go to concerts and there's a completely, you know, ver, you know, fake character 3d kind of, projection, um, performing, and the music was written by an AI. What do you think of that?
1: I've never heard great music not written by a real person. So I'm not convinced this is a, is, is a way forward. Um, I, I, think it's, it's an interesting experiment to see what we can, what we can achieve. Um, I think the, um, the power of music is very much in the in the in in the personality of of the composer and in the heart of of the music. I've, I mean, I, probably you can come up with a lot of ways of write um, um, a symphony in the style of Mozart, and, and probably you would get very close to it, but it would never feel like a symphony of mozart I don't think you would ever have this and and it's very difficult to explain what that actually is um, it's um, uh, um I, 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 probably it's it's not so hard to come up with a computer program that can write incredibly complicated fugues in the style of Bach
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but actually hearing a Bach fugue is a different thing
0: yeah and I mean also- and I,
1: what is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I think that's that's a really interesting question. Um, and 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 so uh, so so the experiment is 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 um, is interesting, but the um, but the it it will never replace the the the, the music written by real people.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and ultimately, that AI is learning from real people. It's learning from yeah. It's not creating it from nowhere, which, you know, these musicians were obviously inspired by others that they've heard, but at the same time, it was, there's some divine intervention or whatever you can call it that, you know, they have the sound in their head and, and, and they share it with us. Yes. Yes. Um, Where do you know, right now, I feel like, music venues haven't changed that much in, in quite a long time. I think they're quite old institutions. And if you were to kind of reimagine what a music venue would look like, you know, say 50 years from now, with technology going the way that it is. Wow. What do you think it would look like?
1: Wow. Well, that's an interesting question. Um, what I would love to see is... Um, that the connection between the musicians and the audience is somehow um, um, more direct and more personal. I I, I don't know how how we can achieve that in a concert hall. Um, And maybe here the um, technology can help us. it would be great if the interaction becomes even more um more, more intense but ha- i i have to i have to think about that actually it's it's a difficult question to to answer um but it's an interesting one because you're right the 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 concert halls are are in a way very um old fashioned
0: um uh. I mean there is something appealing about the fact that it's old-fashioned like you know I went to uh, forget the name of it but in Vienna for example their famous um concert hall and knowing that that's been there for all these centuries and, yes and it's and the history of it and how, why it was built and and just how beautiful it is and how it sort of connects us um, with our past I mean I find that architecture is, is very much the same way if, especially if you go yes. to Europe right it, you feel connected with the past in a way that you don't really feel in a modern city
1: that's very true
0: but some in some ways you know we could look at um, changing things up a little bit but maybe it yeah. will stay the same I mean I don't know Maybe we'll, because we want that historical tie, because we crave that nostalgia and that experience of like timelessness that happens in an orchestra hall.
1: Well, it, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to realize that the, the, some of the best acoustics are very old buildings and not, not necessarily the new concert halls. They don't all sound fantastic because they're new. Some of the old ones sound really great um, and have a certain um, have a certain warmth or a certain color in the sound. Um, ver- what I find very often is that new concert halls are uh, very clear in their sound, are 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 very articulate, um, and uh, you can you can um, you can hear a lot of details. Uh, if you compare that to the to the to the older concert halls, they, the, the older concert halls might not be so 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 transparent in in the sound, but some have a really beautiful color, a, a beautiful warmth, um, which which I think is also really important. So, is is and this is I've, I always find myself um, torn between the two in a way because. Um I really like it when you can hear everything. I really enjoy having a very transparent soundscape um, If I see a score, ideally, if I would follow one of the one of the lines in the score, I want to be able to hear it and if in a concert hall, I can't hear a certain line that is in the score, that means either. The notes in the score are um uh, you you actually don't need them, or there's there's something in the acoustics that that makes it impossible to hear everything so i'm so I'm always looking for that transparency in sound, but at the same time having just a very transparent or dry kind of clinical uh soundscape is not very um uh, let's say is I, I really enjoy it when the when when the, when the when the, the sound also has color and warmth mm-hmm. so so i i i always find myself torn between the two um and it's 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 also i think um Maybe um a bad habit of of conductors that they they want to control everything all the time they want to control the tempo they want to control the balance they want to control uh, the direction of where the music is going and um, I think it's very healthy to realize that um, you cannot control everything and that things are um, they uh, I don't know the English word for that, but it's, um, they happen. It's, it's created in the moment.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's the magic of it, right?
1: And that's the magic of it as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting how different spaces do have such a unique sound of their own. And like, I, I remember the Grand Opry, for example, uh, it's kind of famous for if you stand in a specific spot yes. without a microphone, you know, you get yes. incredible yes. sound. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, yeah. the, the acoustic,
1: well, the acoustical thing is is, is an interesting question because um, very often also what you hear as a conductor is very different from what you hear as an, as in the audience. Now, if if we now look at the um, um, uh, the digital performances, um, you're very much more in control. Uh, as a musician, of what the audience actually hears, because you can, can you, you record something and you and you can change it just the way you like it, um, and you can you can actually take the acoustics of the um, Vienna Musikverein in Vienna uh, you were talking about, take that acoustic, and for instance, record, make a recording here in Vancouver, but use the acoustics of the Vienna concert hall, and then it sounds like you're in Vienna. So, right. yeah. That's interesting. But I think it's it's still it's still a very different thing whether you're actually sitting in the Vienna um, concert hall than in, in, in the Orpheum in Vancouver.
0: It is. It absolutely is. But I will say that, uh, and I'm thinking about it, like there are certain sounds, like maybe a song that I heard in a particular moment, like um, there's a song that I remember listening to on a train, on my, you know, uh, on the train from Vienna or to Vienna. And, and it is, these sounds kind of associate um, a city or like a performance that happened, um, you know, in a park or something, it takes me back to that, even though the song isn't, doesn't belong to that park or it doesn't belong to the train. Yes. It brings that back as a stream. It seems like a lot of the music that we create today is shaped by music, of course, that we've created in the past, but also the technologies that we currently have. I mean, in the past, you know, certain instruments didn't exist. Now they do. Now we have, you know, computers, new instruments. Uh, Can you speak a little bit to that?
1: Well, I think I think it's 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 all um, it helps us to create new art and new music. Um, and 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 it, and it, it doesn't it, it just it gives us so much more uh, to work with and to 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 explore um, this is also something I, I always enjoy when um, when art forms join um, so so having uh, visual art in combination with with music um, uh, if, if you do it in a in a in a creative and, and in a good way you um, it, it becomes more, it becomes more interesting. It becomes, um, uh, it can have more impact or a different impact. Um, and it, it, it shouldn't get in the way of, of each other. Um, the, um, uh, I think the sounds we can create, um, I, I believe there's so much to discover still I don't think we're there. I don't think we know all the sounds we can we can hear. Uh, I, I think we will learn um, so so many so many different nuances still to come for us. Um, but I, I I am in a way also very um, attached or 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 um, let's say connected to the to the to the. Uh, to the instruments that we know, it, it, it's 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 also. I, I played the violin for for a long time, and I had a I had an old violin for, from 1752, an old French violin, and I had a a, a new one uh, made in in uh, in Hungary, and um and they were both great instruments, but the the old one had all this. Um, let's say life experience in in the sound yeah and 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 the new violin was was there to be discovered and to change and to grow um and, and 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 was um let's say um i i had no idea where it would go the sound could change in in various directions where whereas the older instruments somehow had a had a personality that I kind of knew and loved very much. So I I think if you look at instruments that way, um, I I think that's also true for halls and that's also true for sound.
0: You know, as you were talking about um, marrying sort of the visual with with sound, I was imagining like a ginormous tent with lasers and um there would be and everybody lays down like you know on the ground while the orchestra plays and then these images come down so like um because in 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 japan and tokyo i I went to something like that where it was these roses and they were like 3d sort of roses falling down right it was one of the most memorable things and if i had an orchestra there i would have been even even more amazing so i'm just
1: that's a beautiful idea. Yeah. yeah,
0: we should. you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. Wonderful. We should do that. Yeah, I was yes. like, I know in my head, I'm already producing it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna reach out to the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra and That's organize. That's a good idea. It would actually be brilliant. It could even be a collaboration with the Japanese. Um, uh, yes they're they're a group of artists, and they do these really beautiful experiential kind of art exhibits, but they're very you know often you can touch things they have they had something where it was water and you walk in water and they project all these fish, and when the fish touch you they they turn into flowers so it was it was just very they're very very interesting, very immersive and take that wow. and add you know music to it, i think. I mean, they had music yes. playing, but it wasn't a live orchestra. And I think it would sound phenomenal, right. a live orchestra. Um, you know, audiences for specifically classical music, they do tend to skew a bit older and, a, you know, a little bit more affluent, which is probably why they skew older. Um, in what ways do you think it... Um, mus- it needs to evolve to draw in that like younger audience in order to sort of thrive and survive and carry on through time. You know, I know the Vancouver Orchestra Symphony, for example, would do things like Harry Potter concerts, which people love. I think I think people like sort of instrumental music already without even realizing it because they exactly they movies, yeah. I th- I, th-
1: I think that's. That, that that's that's a way into to 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 get people um, uh, interested in music definitely and I think a lot of people love music without actually being aware that they do um i think one one of the key things is that um, that listening to music is um, uh, is very much also connected to making music um, I, it would be great if we find a way to um, uh not look at music as in a very passive way it's just this okay you play and i listen in and and, and and i like it or i don't like it I, I, that's a very one one dimensional way of looking at music i think if you if you realize or if you uh if if, if people make music it's it's a very special way of connecting um and uh having kids play an instrument and um, make music in, in, in a group, in an orchestra or in a band or whatever, um, I think that's the key to making sure that music survives. Um, I, I, th- I think just by, by, by playing music um, and, and hoping you will um, have interested audience, uh, uh, audiences in the future, um and that's i think that's a that's too passive a way to to look at music so the key is to have young people play an instrument or sing or um, be active actively engaged in music because music um, um, as i said connects people but it also it makes sure that you are physically and emotionally and intellectually and socially, it, it all comes together uh, in a way. So it's it's a very um, um, it's it's a beautiful way of of connecting yourself with music and with other people as well. And I think that's the key to the survival of music. Um, I'm I'm not so afraid. Um, I, I know a lot of people talk about the audience uh, is getting older, and and where are the young people? I think that has always been the case. I don't think 50 years ago the audiences were much younger than they are today or 100 years ago or maybe 200 years ago. Uh, I think it, it, it is, it's just the, a pattern in life that when you get a bit older, you you make different choices and you do different things in your life. Um, and maybe it's that's when you go to concerts and that's when you listen to music. And that's fine. That's That's not... But I, but I do think if we don't invest in making music in, in singing, I, I think in school kids should sing every day. E- even though if they if they if they cannot sing or or they cannot read music or that's not that's not important. I think if they sing every day, like they like they uh, brush their teeth or eat an apple or have to learn maths, if they sing, they 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 connect with with sound and well all the things I talked about um and 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 there's the key for 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 music to um to 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 stay
0: what an interesting idea because i'm thinking when i was a child and and whenever i felt terrible um i would just kind of go off on my own and and let out some sounds called singing um and i felt exactly Yeah,
1: it's a way to kind of let exactly. out. Exactly. And it's exactly and that and that's that's also what I remember. I, um uh, being by myself, I always kind of started to make up songs with stories in it. And and because you sing them, it's much easier to let that flow and let that go. Um anyway, that was for me. And and I'm a I'm a I'm a terrible I cannot sing at all. I, I'm a terrible singer, but um, that doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's because it it comes from the inside. Um, and, and so I, so I feel that it's, it's kind of, um, it's great if, if you can feel the freedom, um, to just to improvise. Um, and, and, and I think that's a great start for, for making music.
0: I agree. And and it does give you this interesting freedom. I mean, not just musically, but when you improvise, it just says it's okay to just be in the moment and not judge it. So it's got, exactly, yeah, Yeah, there's like, um, in, in acting, there's a breathing exercise, for example, where you just kind of, you take a breath in and you're just breathing in and out and then you kind of let out a sound, whatever comes out. So the position yeah. it has, so it's the most natural sound, and even that experience of letting out that sound can be really profound because it, it, it allows you to connect how you're feeling with an expression of some sort of it, and so you're connecting to your feelings in a way that maybe you weren't. Uh, up yes, that's kind of to me that well, it's very similar. Yeah, it's meditative. Yeah. It's, yeah, yes, yeah. So I have my last question for you for now. <laughs> uh, and that is, what is your greatest hope for music in the future or the, f- sorry, the future of music?
1: Um, my, my greatest hope would be that, that, that everyone, um, there's a dog now, even the That's dogs, the
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> even the dogs have sounds. No, that, that, Well, my greatest hope, of course, would be that music um, uh, stays a big part of our lives and a big part of the world we live in. Because I think music can be um, um, something that nothing else can. Uh, I I think music has the has the um, has the power to connect. Um, yourself within and also between people more than anything else Um, and very often I I believe um, that's very helpful for the world and for the future of the world Um, also if you think about um, we've been talking about um, music as a way of of expression and of of um, uh, the the freedom uh, to make up your own song or the freedom of to improvise your own music. Um, music is also it's not only it's not only something you you actively do. It's also um, it's also the listening that is that is so important. So so I I, I think. Music teaches us to to listen, and um, and, and, I, and and this is something I, I I don't know if I if I've mentioned this before, but uh, w- we all learn how to speak, but we, we don't really learn how to listen. Um, mm-hmm. And music can help you to learn to listen. Um, and I, and I think the future of of the world is in good hands. Uh, with people that know how to listen um, and having music as a as a way of of learning that um, is is so valuable
0: I love that maybe
1: that 's a wish for the future
0: <laughs> so that people can learn to listen better exactly great. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me Thank great. you it Thank was
1: wonderful see.
0: Yes, thank you.